The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. Well, the founding editor, billionaire tomorrow, is Chris Bishop on the line to us from Johannesburg. Um, talk to me about the fact that uh, the African hotel industry, and we just see so much excess supply, of course, in South Africa. I can't imagine how all of these beautiful new hotels that have sprung up in the last decade or so across the continent are coping, Chris Bishop. Ah, it's a terrible shame. Uh, too much room at the inn by far. And funnily enough, I was in one of those beautiful hotels in Kampala, in Uganda, just before Christmas. And I can tell you, it's a terrible shame. It's a spanking new hotel, but it was very, very lonely at breakfast time. And now the Hotel Owners Association have uh, started counting the cost of actually how much this lockdown has cost them since March last year. And they come up with a figure of $320 million, which uh, is a fortune in Uganda. But I think would almost be on the conservative side. They say that um, there was only one in ten rooms occupied in the months after the lockdown, obviously, and then um, only 10 to 20 percent occupation in the last year in total. And they've still got 150,000 hotel workers. That's half of everyone who works in hotels in Uganda. They're all on unpaid leave. So uh, it's a huge, huge blow to a massive industry. You know, lots of the economy in Uganda is linked to tourism. And it seems to be suffering. But having said that, um, old Sudhir Ruparalia, our billionaire friend from Kampala, who I'm interviewing on the 21st, he still thinks that 2022 is going to be a boom year for Uganda with all the oil coming on stream. So it's certainly not all bad news. Um, and then uh, I'm waiting for somebody in South Africa other than Alan Windy in the Western Cape to break ranks, a business person, a, a, a medical aid, a, an insurance company, someone to break ranks on, uh, on, on COVID vaccines. There is a guy in Nigeria who's done precisely that. Not everyone's happy with him. Yeah, well, uh, billionaire, multi-billionaire, Abdul Samad Arabiu, one of the cement kings of Nigeria. He, um, and funny enough, um, some of the people have been asking me recently about billionaires. Are they going to put their own money up to help this continent um, get uh, vaccinated against COVID-19? And he's a man who has broken ranks. He's put his, uh, his money where his mouth is. And he's putting up money to vaccinate a million Nigerians um to uh, try to kickstart the uh, national vaccination program there um and it's ironic that he's getting a bit of a uh, bit of flack for it um there's a bunch called um Kakovid, which is a business back group that uh, coordinates the the private um business efforts to try to uh, combat uh, covid-19 and they've come back and they've disowned the move They said that uh, no single company has the capacity to say that they can just vaccinate a million people just like that. And uh, they're saying that they offered people a chance to do it. No one came forward. And they don't understand why Abdul Samad Rabiu, the billionaire, has suddenly come forward. But certainly he has. And um, I know the guy well, uh, very well. I've met him many, many times all over the continent. And I know he, he, he won't give us stuff. He'll just carry on and, and do it if that's what he wants to do. He's never afraid of putting his money forward for charitable courses. But it just seems rather strange that... You'd have thought that in the situation that we're all facing, I mean, you look at Europe at the moment, the vaccinations are being rolled out, and people are getting vaccinated and protected. In Africa, there's a lot of work to be done. You'd think someone putting down millions of dollars of their own money to help this happen will be uh, applauded rather than um, questioned, shall we say.
You would think so, and you would think governments would embrace people who are willing to do it um, and not make it difficult and not make it bureaucratic and not look for to score points. Um, you score the points by allowing it and by encouraging it and by facilitating it. Um, it can make you look good too, believe it or not. The um, Africa Continental Free Trade Area run, ran the risk of sort of being stillborn, if you like, um, but mm-hmm. it is coming to life quite nicely. Well, yes. I mean, and there's an appointment that came out of the big um, African Union meeting up in Addis Ababa uh, last week. There was an election, and um, there's a new deputy who's been elected, a lady by the name of Monique Nzanza Baganwa. Now, she's uh, from Rwanda, and funny enough, um, I was asking around quite a lot amongst the African Union people just before Christmas, because I heard her name for the first time, and she wasn't that well-known across the continent, but she certainly will be now. Now, this lady, she's from Rwanda. She's quite a high flyer. She's uh, 49 years old, and she was just still sort of quite young to be in a high position like that in this, still in this day and age. She's a trade economist, a monetary policy maker, and she served um, in 2011. She was appointed as a deputy governor of the National Bank of Rwanda. She's got a, a massive amount of um, experience behind her. She uh, grew up in a place called Biamana in central Rwanda. Her parents were both teachers. But um, the interesting thing about her, the reason why it makes a big difference to the free trade area, is that I was speaking to one Kelly Maney back in, in November, and he was saying that he hoped that she got the, the job because uh, he believes that uh, Monique Nzanza Baganwa, she's very um, pro the trade agreement. She's very pro helping women and entrepreneurs, that, what, everything that the African Continental Free Trade Area stands for. And uh, he said he's going to be knocking on her doors as early as March to ask her for cooperation. And he says... She'll be basically in charge of the the budget that the African Union puts into the free trade area. And certainly he's hoping that um, with her support, if he gets a bigger budget, he's hoping that um, he can actually push the cause of the free trade area, which, as we know, has got a long, long way to go. But promises so much. A massive, wealthy, continental-wide market of 1.3 billion people. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how... uh, the new deputy uh, African Union head, uh, Monique Nsanza Baganwa, will get on with a, a new job. So uh, that's something that uh, we'll be seeing over the next 100 days. Thank you very much to Chris Bishop, the founding editor at Billionaire Tomorrow. In a moment, all three, Anthony Clark, analyst at Small Talk Daily, is headmaster in the investment school. It's all about how to spot a winner when you're looking at shares, particularly smaller companies on the JSE.